And it is time now for R.W. Stella and a word in Edgewise. Good morning, R.W. Good morning, Joel. Today is the 5th of March, 2018, with 301 days remaining in this year. On this date, 24 years ago, Grace Slick, whom some of us remember fondly as cutting quite the musical and otherwise cultural figure 26 years prior with the Jefferson Airplane in San Francisco's 1968 Summer of Love, was arrested for brandishing a shotgun in her Marin County home. Ah, yes, 1994. Some of us remember it vividly, although the thought of that venerable year now being almost a quarter of a century away is also just a tad unsettling. Not so much for what we might have been doing for well or for ill back then, but because we are reminded how quickly what would seem like quite a lot of time can escape us faster than a $5 bill at the fuel pump. For Gracie, 1994 was instructional, to say the least. In an interview with the San Francisco Chronicle following her brief standoff with authorities, Gracie was asked whether she was drunk at the time and commented laughingly, of course, adding, they said, put the shotgun down, Grace. I told them, not until I know what's going on. So one of them did a body roll and knocked me down. It was a good move. Some of us have a moment of epiphany after an event such as this, regarding how the chain of cause and effect plays out. For Grace, that epiphany would be a while in arriving and required additional incidents before the common denominator of alcohol and grace reveal itself to her. When it did, all became clear. I can't drink anymore because I'm so bad at it, she admitted to the San Francisco Chronicle. If I had continued, I'd be dead now. There isn't any other drug that can turn you into an ass in just three hours. I love it. It's fabulous, but I just can't do it. Able to afford and fortunate to be allied with an effective attorney, Grace managed to avoid being sentenced to prison in lieu of performing 200 hours of community service, attending AA meetings, abstaining from alcohol, and submitting to random drug testing. Almost all of us have heard about things going much worse for others in similar circumstances of brandishing firearms at law enforcement officials. Many deaths have occurred in those scenarios, especially among blacks and Latinos. Fortunately for Grace Slick, her long-range view of survival of the species clicked in. In particular, her own survival in a free, law-abiding society. Twenty-four years after Grace's near-death experience, firearms have become nearly the biggest hot-button issue on the American scene. And interestingly, the two camps of anti-gun and pro-gun are perhaps both most motivated by the same drive, survival of the species. The anti-gun camp sees firearms as the largest threat to a most basic human compunction, to nurture and protect our offspring, who collectively represent the the survival of the species and our hope for the future. And the pro-gun camp sees firearms as the most basic form of defense against those who might misuse firearms. Collectively, those members of the pro-gun camp who do not misuse firearms believe they represent the best defense for the survival of the species and are our hope for the future. To be sure, the baseline of survival of the species has been with us from the earliest myths and legends and poems and tales. How do we enable the tribe to continue in this world of such great adversity, the earliest chiefs asked themselves. And we find increasingly in the modern age that the greatest adversities we face are of our own making. 
How will the drive to provide for the survival of the species play out in regards to climate change, for example? Stay tuned to future editions of A Word in Edgewise as we explore those questions. From Orono, Maine, here's to a great day.